Welcome to the Organized Holistically podcast, where I help you get your business and personal life organized. I'm your host, Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I can't wait to share this episode with you. Today, guys, I am sharing with you part one of a two-part interview with Miss Jennifer Weber of the Entrepreneurship Collective. Now, Jennifer has taken her 20-plus years of experience as an attorney in the trademark, copyright, and business space and created the Entrepreneurship Collective. With the collective, she has continued her efforts to educate, train, and inform business owners entrepreneurs, and creatives so they may protect their content, their brands, and their assets. And who doesn't need that? So I was able to ask your burning questions as well as my own during this first part of our interview, and I hope that you enjoy the lessons. Jennifer, I'm so excited about this conversation. I've been waiting for it all day long. How are you doing? I'm so Good and happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this as well. It's uh, yeah, I just we finally connected. This is gonna yes. be great. Yes, yeah, So I know who you are, but for our listeners, can you share a little bit about you and your background? Absolutely. I'm Jennifer Weber, founder and CEO of the Entrepreneurship Collective, and that has been around in some form or another, whether formalized name or not, for the past four years. Um, And I started it to use all of my background as uh, I've been an attorney over 20 years and specifically uh, focused in the trademark and copyright area. That's why I wanted to go to law school and I got to practice and all of that. Um, And then I started having the opportunity to teach classes and really meet entrepreneurs at a level before they're ready to hire an attorney. Um, You know, they're they're getting started um, and just um, all the educations that's necessary. It's kind of like a, you know, if you could take law school in a semester in high school or college or just, you know, outside of any of those institutions so that you have, you know, a good understanding of how things might affect you. Um, so that's essentially why I started Entrepreneurship Collective and my tagline for that is creating solid foundations in business. And so it's really, because I'm an entrepreneur. I have been for over 20 years and um, I have sat with those forms and gone, Mm -hmm. it should be simple and why, and I'm smart and why can't I figure this out? And why Why does it have to be so complicated? Why is it so complicated? And why did it take me a week for a one page form? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and, and then in, so in my business life, lawyer or not, I just see people that, you know, entrepreneurs, you just get started. Sometimes you like great idea and you get going. And then you're kind of like, you resurface a year or two later. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should probably think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way I've seen people approach business and other people have really great ideas and they're really nervous and scared about getting something wrong. So they don't launch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the thought of talking to a lawyer freaks people out. Yeah, uh, It is scary and it's assumed to be very expensive. Um, and, uh, you know, like anything else, you want to find the right personality and fit in a service provider. Um, Mm -hmm. but lawyers have this impression that, you know, we're going to talk down to you and it's my way or the highway. And that's not who I am. So this entrepreneurship collective education and training space, uh, fits me in my style and meets entrepreneurs and creatives when they're starting out and they're like, I just need to know. Right. 
even applies to me kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I remember back when I started my business, you know, the number one question I had at the time was, well, what's this LLC? What's, you know, you got the corp, you got the, you know, LLC, you've got sole proprietorship and, and there's so much gray area and just not knowing what is best for you at the time when you're starting your business with nothing, you know? Um, and, and I just see that that's where people a lot of times get stuck. Um, it's, um, it's exactly why yeah. my first trademark class got started. So I was giving um, time to the local economic development uh, agencies here, um, mm -hmm. pro bono, giving advice, serving on boards, and their clients would often have a lot of questions and they would think, well, I got my LLC, so I have my trademark. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> And your reaction was like, nope. And that's, that's the, you know, but you don't know that right away because right. You, like, and you shouldn't know that. Right. I just happen to specialize this. So that's how my class got started was to uh, tell people about how to do a, you know, what the LLC process is, what the state mm -hmm. is, what your state is concerned about, you know, for that and how the trademark process is separate. Mm -hmm. um, and that's so common. It just, um, you know, once you've been through it, you're like, okay, I can help someone else navigate an LLC, mm -hmm. like the literally like checklist of steps that you, things that you need to right. do and then who you need to talk to, to help you, you know, so you definitely want to talk to a financial person mm -hmm. that's going to help you decide, like you said, is it an LLC or is it a corporate, like, where do I need to starting fall? out? Right. Is a sole proprietor fine for now, you know? Right. Yeah. Then, because I know it's based on state, right? I know one of the biggest questions that I've heard is, and, and if I ask, and I have to put this out there for the audience, because I'm going to pepper uh, Jennifer with some questions. And there's some questions that just from a legality standpoint is probably not best for you to answer, then just say, okay, yeah, we're going to have to skip that one. That's perfectly fine. But we'll just throw that disclaimer out there. This yeah. is, you know, just because I have a law degree doesn't mean I'm giving legal advice. Yes. And, uh, we're not attorney client privilege or relationship so yeah so this is just educational in general so. yes we're gonna put that yeah, out there it, just to yeah. check that box make um, those disclaimers fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> the audience is familiar with my disclaimers i give them all, all right. the time so good so yeah There's nothing new uh, <laughs> so one of the questions that i wanted to ask you is what is the difference between um, some of the online services for, for example, and I can't remember the name because I'm trying to ask this question, um, that, that allow you or are, are supposed to be walking you through creating an LLC. I think it's like the forms and the process versus going directly to an actual attorney. Okay. So there's a lot of, you know, um, technology is great and has afforded a lot of opportunity to, um, you know, have processes and systems that can uh, help you file something um, without hiring an attorney. Mm -hmm. So the main distinction, um, you know, there's lots of companies out there, but I think one of the most famous ones is LegalZoom, or well-known, I, I yeah. guess, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and it's been interesting to watch LegalZoom evolve because I think they started out solely in the space of like, kind of form related mm -hmm. right? and, and they weren't attorneys providing services and now they have a range so you can go to them at one price point and then it can increase into 
attorney's fees and may, and I haven't researched this, so I don't, right, I don't right. know the services. Um, and then of course, attorneys do the direct work. Now in the LLC context, let's talk about that specifically, mm -hmm. is that there are lots of companies out there that will help you file your LLC. And the first thing um, I will say is you can do it yourself. Um, we like DIY. <laughs> you know, it's, it's doable, but uh, I've done them myself. I'm smart and I'm like, why is it taking me four days mm -hmm. to get this done? Because it's a one here uh, where I am, it's, it's one page, right? Mm -hmm. It's like five questions, five things to fill out. Not so hard, but one of right. them is, you know, got to do a little research. Do I want to use a third party company or not? Mm -hmm. um, so the thing about any company, I'm not, I don't want to single out LingleZoom, but any company that does that um, is they're walking you through the process and their fees might be low cost, but since you're not getting personal advice and things, um, I don't know how much support there is and because they legally can't give you advice. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I actually had someone reach out to me and said she was going to, a friend of mine um, was going to start an LLC and should she use LegalZoom? And I, my response was, I'm like, you can totally do it yourself. Um, and I said, but in full disclosure, I am preparing a course that walks that through all walk these you steps, you know, and guides and explain what these things are and have resources and, and things. And I said, so... If, if you want to be a market research for me, I will talk you, you know, explain mm -hmm. what these steps are. And um, so there's attorneys that will do the whole package and I've seen things and I don't know what the online space is, you know, if it's a hundred bucks or whatever, but you could see it $500, $750 to form your LLC because it, what's important is that just filing with the state, that's the first step. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other things after that that need to be done that you might not be aware of. Mm. And so if, when you're on a limited budget, um, paying an online service just to do the filing for you, plus the filing fees um, may not be the best use of your dollars. Gotcha. Um, so sort of a, a broad answer. And um, I would say that the more complex your situation is, you know, if you're two people in an LLC, if you are going to have a partnership or a corporation, the more complex it is, it, mm -hmm. I, I would not hesitate to say, go, go find a lawyer. Just yeah. be prepared to, as a business, have financial advice and legal advice in your budget. There's, you know, there are times when it's DIY is appropriate. It's very mm -hmm. common when you're starting out. And, um, and then there's times where, you know what, the intricacies of it uh, is mm -hmm. worth finding a lawyer. And there are a lot of lawyers out there. There's a real trend in the legal industry to figure out a flat rate. So it gives you that certainty of mm -hmm. this. It's not gonna keep growing and growing. Right, it's not like, so you're not scared every time, you know, you don't wanna, you get scared to call your lawyer because you're like, that's billable, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's just, uh, you know, it's consumer thing, like we, we shop everywhere else. But one thing is that, you know, attorneys are bringing their experience and all of that with them. So if it's three hours and a thousand dollars, cause that's their hourly rate, that is a value, mm -hmm. um, but it might not fit your budget. So right. 
you know, there's there's different ways to navigate it. I, I think your answer was perfect because that's that's typically the issue that that I hear about more so than anything is I don't have the money to mm -hmm. hire an attorney. I think I can do it myself. And it's all and you know, for me, it's always at what point is DIY not appropriate? And knowing where that line is in your particular situation is important um, so think, going forward. But I love yeah, what you said about having a budget for mm -hmm. legal, right? You gotta, you know, there's, we can DIY, like I'm figuring out Canva for my marketing, <laughs> right? Like, but that's not gonna hurt anyone or my business. It may right. not be the most beautiful design, Right, but that's, you know, so I might be mildly offensive with that, but it's not going to hurt my business mm -hmm. um, or, or someone else's. And so the biggest thing about when you're choosing where to spend your dollars, mm -hmm. buy the template. Like if, if, if there's a template out there, a legal contract that you need, spend the money, mm -hmm. you know, um, and buy that if you're not gonna go with an attorney, but at least it's something that's been attorney drafted. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, if you are in certain industries, uh, there are probably templates for your industry by a trade association, right? There are a lot of ways to find something that has least been written on purpose for your kind of business. For your type of business. Because the worst thing that can happen uh, is that, uh, let's say you and I are talking, I'm in Montana, right? And I'm like, hey, can I, you know, you have an LLC. Can I just use your documents? And, and I'm Tennessee and that could be completely right, different. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> let's say we don't know any of that. You're like, yeah, yeah, sure. I know that was hard. Here's my operating agreement and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. so I'm just like, and I cross out Tennessee and I put in Montana, right? Like, yeah, that seems logical. It's very, very common, but uh, state specific law is very, very different. Mm -hmm. um, in the context of an employment agreement okay so I, i'm from california where it's at will right mm -hmm. like most of the country yeah i live in montana now it is not at will employment it's a whole different ball game so if you don't have you know if you're just getting pieces from the internet or a friend and and putting something together that sounds right mm -hmm. you just don't know what's missing you can have a gap Mm -hmm. So something that's really important that's missing from your verbiage. Yeah, or you'll have something like a non-compete thing that like employees can't, and that's not, um, you can't have non-compete agreements in a lot of states, you know, so it would be, you think you're protected. Mm -hmm. But they're like, but it's, it's not valid. Like, yeah. it's, it's not going to be, the court would just be like, that's, you know, nice, no, but that's not, <laughs> it was a nice thought, but it actually doesn't actually protect you in your contract. So mm -hmm. I would say that the, you know, on the, on the range of anything, you know, that I can speak to in business and my personal experience, which I'll share all the live long day. Um, and then my professional, you know, training. And then what I bring to people is that um, there's, there's this first level of getting a, a, a aware of the issues. Mm -hmm. So if you're in law school and you take those exams, you're not supposed to know everything right. you know, the first, you know, on your semester exams or the bar exam. What you're supposed to have done is studied the hell out of everything. <laughs> and so when you're taking the exams, what you can do is called issue spotting, mm -hmm. right? The professor or the bar examinees want to know that you can see what the issues are and address them. Now, in the real world, you issue spot and then you 
research, research. you talk to the client and you do discovery mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But at the exam level, it is, did you spot the issue or not? Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So I translate that into my business, um, my consulting business and strategy business is like, I'm going to help you spot your own issues, mm -hmm. right? So I you're aware that. of that, yeah. you know, that you're like, okay, I, I have stuff that is protected by copyright and by trademark. And, oh, this is the universe of things I need to think about in contracts, mm -hmm. you know, and, oh, I should be aware of navigating this piece or that. And then it's overwhelming because yeah. the entrepreneurial to-do list is a lot. Mm -hmm. but, yes. But, and it's just like, you're like, I'm just going to take a nap for about four weeks and I'm going to get back to this. Right. I mean, there's days you feel like that mm -hmm. um, or I feel like that. And um, so the first thing is, is to, you know, if, if you can understand what applies to you and just in a very matter of fact way and not feel like it's a to-do list, it's a mm -hmm. to be aware of list, right? Yes. And then um, uh, what I, I do either through trainings and I, I, I've got to come up with a better word. I'm still working on the name for it, but I usually call it like an audit, right? Let's mm -hmm. sit down and look at, better word is snapshot. Let's take a snapshot of your business. Mm -hmm. you know, answer my questions, let's see where you're at. And then I can say, well, all right, um, may not have been aware of this, you know, and then right. there's a roadmap to really respectful of budgets, right? Um, what can you be proactive about without spending dollars? What's going to cost more strategies in that? Mm -hmm. And then you feel more in control. Right. Because you know? if you, if you know that I don't have the money now, but roadmap wise, I need to be able to get here when I do have the necessary funds. Like I think for any business owner, that's going to be helpful because you can earmark that money and say, okay, when I have an excess of X dollars, I can make this happen in my business. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. uh, you know, like for trademarks, for example, you know, you've, you've got, maybe you, you, your business has one trademark for the business mm -hmm. and another business is, uh, creates courses, you know, and there's going to be a number of them. And, a lot of those may be trademarked or, mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be a lot of content that needs to be protected by copyright. So one, you know, I help, well, you'll love this. Um, I help you create internal systems. So you're tracking everything. <laughs> I, you're so proud of me, you know, <laughs> I may not have all my systems in place, but I do help people like, you know, so it's like, all right, we've released a course. We want to do X, Y, Z. Uh, this, that, and the other, understanding what the costs are. And when I talk to artists um, who are, you know, very interested in making sure they're handling the business side of their their passion and their work, mm -hmm. you know, I remember talking to one artist and saying, you know, uh, how you decide what, what you're going to file for copyright on with to register and what the fee was, which is 35 to $55. And I just loved her response because she's been active in thinking about the business side of things mm -hmm. and she's like, okay, I'll just build that into the price. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like if you know that it's like, okay, now I can think about, because that's one of the big questions I get a lot is, well, how do I know what to price my product or how much do I, you know, what do I charge? And I'm like, well, you've got to take a lot of things into consideration as you develop this price. You don't just pull it out the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's like, 
you know, if you, if you have a digital business and no inventory, and so your main expenses are, uh, you know, the tech that keeps you online and stores all your data, that's mm-hmm. going to be a lower entry into business. I mean, it's startup cost, right? Right. For computers and printers and stuff, but on average, it's a lower entry point. And, but if you're a content creator, your budget for copyrights and trademarks better be there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and contracts, mm-hmm. um, because uh, that's, you know, so when I talk about helping people that protect their content, protect their brand and protect their assets, I used to say business and now we're saying assets. assets. And um, because uh, you want to make sure no one's infringing your stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and, and vice versa. But the other thing that's so important to be able to spot issues and understand the fundamentals of what contracts should be about, what how to protect your content, how to protect your brand, is I see so many people getting cease and desist letters, either formally or mm-hmm. through messenger uh, or whatever mm-hmm. format that they're getting saying, you're using my stuff inappropriately, take it down. And those people might think they know what they're talking about, you know, but they don't have it right. And, mm. and so you also don't want to just, so I don't want people to be bullied or scared because they got this letter and then right. they just go, oh, okay, I'll take it down when they didn't have to. Yeah, they and didn't that gives to. an impression that they were in the wrong. So right. that's where I really feel the education, being well-informed. Yeah, I'm not asking people to go to law school with me. Right. I mean, that's why you have people, you know, like you who can provide that context, I think, is Mm -hmm. is really important. I mean, because I know one big question I have, and I've heard, I've listened to different people provide their their thoughts around it. I still don't fully grasp it is, okay when you i guess it's copyright and you i want you to educate me right okay. now copyright like i'm not i'm gonna stop with copyright because i know people confuse copyright and trademark all the time and um i'm referring to when you put the registration mark or and i may have it wrong it may be trademark <laughs> you're saying this but you know how you have the c in the circle right mm-hmm. Or I'll see, like we've had some exchanges and in your verbiage, I'll see it's, it's a, a word out there and you'll have something in a circle. And I'm like, but why did she put that there? Like, what am I missing and should I be doing it? And so a lot of those questions pop up. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I actually created a freebie for that. So I'll make sure you have the link. It's it's a super, um, because it's so common. So mm-hmm. I'll just do... Um, it's so funny. So you can see me since we're talking by Zoom, but uh, your listeners can't. But intellectual property is an umbrella concept, and I am physically unable to not make an umbrella shape with my hands when I say that. So that's why Dana's laughing right now, because I'm just like, umbrella concept, umbrella term. But that's a visual, right? You guys yeah. can see the umbrella now. So that and what so intellectual property as the umbrella, and that covers patents trademarks, copyrights, and trade secrets. There are four Ooh, different categories. That's a new term. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, of intellectual property. So um, patent lawyers are um, folks that have gone to law school who have uh, 
um, either a full degree or a certain amount of uh, education in certain categories, engineering, biology, now computer science, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And there is a separate patent bar that those folks sit for uh, with the United States Patent and Trademark. And that, from what I understand, that exam is really to process and do you really understand how to draft a patent, be a patent attorney. Mm -hmm. um, those folks, so a patent can be, a, a, you know, an invention, it can be a pharmaceutical. It's something that hasn't been done before. There's terms of art, new and novel. I am not a patent attorney. For 10 years, I did work with them in an IP litigation boutique. So mm -hmm. I've done, you know, I have all that litigation background, seeing when things fall apart, you know, <laughs> best intentions, that kind of thing. So patents is very specialized. Um, and so uh, typical business owners I meet aren't in need of a patent attorney. That's not true for everyone. You might mm -hmm. have a device or, or um, a process or things. And then I will definitely, there are free resources to get you connected um, to that education. Trademarks are to the brand. Okay, when you think about brand names, uh, logos, they can be words. Um, uh, think of every coffee company. Um, I've got coffee on the brain usually when I give these talks. So um, I always say when you're driving down the interstate, tired, dragging, want a cup of coffee, what signs just popped in your head that you know you can stop at? Starbucks. Right? Or <laughs> McDonald's. Yes, I guess is Seattle's best. Or McDonald's, Burger King, mm -hmm. uh, the truck stop in your, you know, the regional right. area, uh, regional coffee shop, all of that, when you think about that, what the image in you saw in your head might just be a logo. Mm -hmm. like, not even words. That's a trademark. That is the power of a trademark because that is uh, a trademark serves to identify the source of goods and services. So I see that logo, I see uh, that phrase or tagline. I know what they provide. Mm -hmm. The Nike check, the swoop or whatever. Exactly. So Nike is a great example where Nike is a trademark, the word itself. Mm -hmm. And then the swoosh is a trademark. Mm -hmm. Right. We all know when we see that alone, that that's Nike, they right. dominance. And we also know just do it is Nike. That's mm -hmm. a tagline. So they're a great example of the three different ways you can think about trademarks. Um, trademarks can also be colors or sound, um, but commonly it's words, phrases, and images. Gotcha. And then uh, copyright. So we're back to this umbrella, right? The third under mm -hmm. the umbrella is copyrights. And that is um, when we're talking about content. So it's it's your creative work. Uh, it can be sculptures, uh, chore written choreography, architectural designs, books, movies, um, music, the score. You know, um, it's your online course that you've created. It's a combination of things, but that is protected by copyright. Um, my uh, you know, I take a phone, take my phone and take a picture. That photo is protected by copyright. So it's an, the key things are that it's an original work of authorship, meaning you made it, mm -hmm. right? you didn't copy it. Right? So copyright infringement is pretty straightforward. Don't copy yeah, stuff, don't, copy <laughs> it. don't do it. <laughs> you know, 
and of course there's a heck of a lot of new ones but at the, at the beginning steps is you know if you've made a copy of someone else's work you've infringed right just that period period full stop so um for when and the other and the, so the key things about uh copyright attaches you have a copyright in your work the moment you created it so the phone example is always great because you take a picture uh, with your phone and let's say it's on purpose it wasn't the one you dropped you know you, you took something of your day take a picture snap it's done you have the copyright in that photo you own that copyright for your whole life plus 70 years okay so this is where when we're back to the umbrella of intellectual property to think about property as property rights mm -hmm. um, uh, intellectual property is considered intangible you know i have these ideas and things but you make them tangible whether it's a book or music or it's a trademark or you know something like that and so you have rights in it as the creator of, of copyrights for your whole life uh, plus 70 years so the property piece becomes part of your estate plan right important nice. to think about and so business owners especially you know that's going to inform how you think about um does the business own the intellectual property um when you pass on the business if you know if you're considering business succession making sure everything's written properly for the intellectual property um components to your business um and then separately for a copyright you can also register that with the copyright office mm -hmm. and so we'll get to your symbols question in in a second but I just want to get to the fourth tier of a uh, fourth column of uh, intellectual property is trade secrets. And that um, is a lot of things. It's most commonly understood to be like the formula for Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Gotcha. Right? Because trade secrets are not protected by any of the other three mm -hmm. um, for, for whatever reason. So the, the whole value in that intellectual property in that trade secret is that it's a secret. Mm -hmm. So um it can also be um internal data of your business um it can be uh the formula for your cosmetic products you know so sometimes you'll see like on a bottle it says what's in the bottle because that's required, not how much or how they not the percentage mm -hmm. it right mm -hmm. um or how they made it um it could also sometimes be customer lists there's lots of things that might fall under the trade oh, secret. Gotcha. So those are all things that, you know, a business owner needs to think about. So to your question, um, if something is patented, you will see a P in a circle, the letter P for patent mm -hmm. in a circle. Until then, you will often see things saying patent pending or PAT period pending um, with a number. Um, and so generally speaking, well, I'll go, so you want to put patent pending until you have a, you actually have the patent, gotcha. um, but you don't want to say patent pending if you haven't filed for a patent. So <laughs> don't try to fake the font. Don't yeah. fake it, you know, don't. <laughs> it's false advertising. Uh, it's against the law, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. So that's just don't do it you know <laughs> um so with trademarks similar idea is that you're building rights in your trademark so if you haven't filed for if you've been operating under your brand 
you know, for the last five years and you're just hearing me talk now and go, oh, maybe I want to register that trademark. It is not too late. Um, you know, there's stuff to do. I'm always, what I prefer to say is now is the right time to think about this stuff. Right. Behind, it's okay. Now's the right time. Mm -hmm. So if you've got trademarks that you are using that are not registered with the Patent and Trademark Office here in the United States, you want to use the TM. So you'll see it in superscript after some things. So um, it's just TM stands for trademark. Uh, sometimes you will hear the phrase service mark and you will see an SM in the same style. And uh, that is generally, you know, for services, for trademarks that cover services. TM is fine. You do not have to make a distinction, um, but you'll see those. When you have a trademark registration in the United States, then you can use the R in the circle. Uh, okay, so R means it has actually been registered. Yeah, and it's important that you do not use that um, uh, without having a certificate of registration to back it up because in other countries, you can run into trouble with them, okay? And we're all online now. One way right. or another, our businesses are out there. And so just paying attention to these things. In fact, a friend of mine um, just launched her business Facebook page and I haven't, you know, acquaintance in town, you know, friend. And uh, she was using R in the circle. So I actually went to look it up. I'm like, oh, did she do that? Cool, you know? And it was like, no, mm -hmm. she had not. So I was like, hey, friend, Take um, <laughs> you might want to switch to this. And I explained exactly how I just, and she's like, oh, thanks. And, you know, don't want to, you know, have that problem. So, right. um, and then trade secrets don't have symbols. Um, so it's, it's uh, patent, trademark, and then copyrights uh, is the C in the circle. And that is a little different because you have a copyright from the moment you created your work, you mm -hmm. can be in the circle right now. Oh, okay. Um, and that doesn't change. When you have a registration, it doesn't switch to an R or anything else. So the C in the circle you can use now. So I tell people to put that on, um, you know, your, your course materials, uh, your freebies, you know, things like that. And, and the, um, I will give you the link because what, what my resource explains why you want to use these symbols and when to, um, and then on the copyright notice, how to use that. And, and, um, uh, and I, who use these symbols all the time, always forget how to make them when I'm typing. So I actually put the keys, the key combinations for Mac and PC on it. So oh, you know awesome. how to make them. Cause it's like, I'm like, seriously, Jen, do I have to Google this one more time to make my own darn document? It's, it's so funny because I know that there's a shortcut and sometimes I do it accidentally, not wanting to, but then when I need to, I can't. <laughs> I can't find it. And then what might seem obvious gets you something else and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So those are, so what they are, the purpose of all those symbols are to tell other people that this signifies this is my intellectual property mm -hmm. and then whether it's TM or R in a circle is, you know, based on registration or not, that kind of gotcha. thing. So it, it is a, a way to communicate. And then one thing I also talk about is like, from a visual standpoint, you're like, do I have to put this every time? No. I mean, there's just, you know, 
think about people, how they're interacting with your material. If it's a book, you know, it's mm -hmm. sort of that convention. You put things the first time and, you know, you're kind of on notice, but not every time. Right, right. right. website, you don't know how your customer's coming in to the website. So maybe it's the first reference on every page. Gotcha. Right. You know, that makes so sense. That's, that's the kind of stuff I think about. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to put the freebie in the show notes so that everybody can um, take advantage of that oh, definitely that'd be fantastic I'll make sure I get that to you after we're done yeah because I mean I know that that like like I said that has been on my mind I've had the question I have no clue so we went to an expert no, and, in the topic also it's important because people will use it to be fake you know mm -hmm. and, and so it might look scary or they might say a letter and it's like hey that's my copyright and have symbols all over the place but it doesn't mean that it's real that it's real or they have any power uh, to do it so i i just say that anytime you get some message like that from people you know um and especially if you don't know lawyers to ask you know or anything like that just take a big breath mm -hmm. don't respond right away nothing is so urgent uh that has to be responded to right uh, right away and quite frankly in the legal world you know there's research and you get a letter and responds you know and that's um but getting something on messenger saying take it down yeah that to me moment, you know like you you're like probably everyone's going well duh but in the moment you're like oh you're you like know, oh my gosh it's came just, through. yeah you know and it's easy to change something but it's just like pause breathe let's mm -hmm. let's that somebody whose friend told them send them this i bet you they'll take it down and you know i was on a summit earlier this year and uh, that was u.s based mm -hmm. uh and most of the speakers were u.s based not all of them and then and it was on clubhouse mm -hmm. uh, clubhouse summit and these women from england started reaching out to the speakers after like a month later uh and saying you have to stop using that you're infringing our trademarks and one they're in another country so that's a different thing what they were asserting as a trademark was, they could yes like they they didn't know what they were talking about and most offensively they were only targeting the people of color that spoke mm, mm. and you know because i was like everyone started joking. I'm like, I was like, I'm feeling, cause we were in this Facebook chat, you know, for all the speakers and they mm -hmm. started to come in and starting to come in. And I joked before it dawned on me what was happening. I was like, well, I'm feeling kind of left out. I didn't get one, you know, I'm like, I have things to say and respond to. And then realized that they, you know, so that's, right. uh, there's a lot of crap out there. Of course, of course. Well, speaking of course, ooh, that was a perfect little segue oh, right there. <laughs> Didn't I tell you that was going to be a great episode? So I left you with a little teaser for what is coming next week when we finish listening to the conversation uh, with Jennifer and we start talking about social proof and her new kudos system. So definitely mark your calendars and tune in so that you can hear all about it. Today's episode is brought to you by Organized Academy, where you learn all things organizing that will help you holistically balance your business and personal life so you can live the life you always dreamed of living. 
Learn more today and become a member by visiting organizedacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. And I hope you found something that will help you in your organizing journey. If you did, consider leaving a comment or review so it will help others know the value that you received. For more information regarding this or any other episode, visit dlmorales.com. And as always, do something today to fill your happiness bucket. I'll see you next time.